Why do I love properties that have problems? Why do I look for properties that need renovations and repairs? We're going to talk about that and a lot more in this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Welcome to this episode of Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy. And in this episode, we're going to talk about properties with problems. I love properties with problems. Why is that? Why would I like real estate that has problems? I look for problems in real estate. I look for properties that have problems. Well, here it is. Problems are opportunities. That's right. Problems are opportunities. And when you figure that out with real estate, your, your um, values and properties are going to end up being a lot higher when you buy it right. That's why in the six ways to make money on every real estate investment, we talk about making money when you buy the property. It's a way for you to buy the property for under market value. If there are problems, deferred maintenance, repairs that need done, uh, outdated decoration items. Uh, maybe you just need, you need to go from, uh, something outdated like commercial carpet squares to switch over to laminate flooring or something like that. Uh, those are problems that are opportunities for you to fix and increase the value of your property. And it's an opportunity for you to get the property at a much lower price than it normally would cost. I would not want to buy a property, and I never have bought a property that did not need some type of repairs with, well, with the exception of properties that I built myself. So those are brand new, that's new construction, and that's different. But when I buy a property that's already built, that's already existing, and has been there for a long time, I want the one that's got the problems. I don't want the turnkey property that's ready to go and ready to occupy. And uh, I don't want that. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to cost too much. Uh, the value will take longer to catch up with the market. If I can buy a property that needs repairs, if I can buy a property that needs paint, floor covering, new light fixtures, uh, inside and outside, I'm going to go for that one because I can add so much more value to that property by doing those things than, uh, than I will ever get out of a property that's a turnkey property ready to go from day one. Now, the big fear most people have is getting in over their head with renovations. And that is a legitimate fear. However, it's not impossible to get around that. Now, if you're lucky, if you've had uh, construction experience like I have, uh, to be honest, I've had, you know, I've been a general contractor, I've built houses, I've built warehouses, industrial properties. So I, I have a little inside knowledge on how to do these renovations. However, 
I still don't do them myself. I do. I used to do a lot of it myself, but no, I don't. Not going to go down that road anymore. I will act as a contractor, and you can too. All it amounts to is hiring and management. You have to manage people and materials. So I have my list of contractors that I use. I have a group of them. I know most people will tell you, always get three bids, but once you find somebody you like, you can quit doing that. Get Quit getting all those bids um, unless you don't trust them to give you the best price for the best work. The best price is not always the way to go. Uh, you have to look at quality of work also. So I have my list of people that I use every time. So if you ever watch that show, uh, it's called Fixer Upper, Chip and Joanne Gaines, and they're renovating houses. They have the same crew. If you ever notice, they have the same crew working on their, their uh, projects. Uh, one guy, uh, his name, they call him Shorty. He's like their head contractor that, that they use. And uh, uh, that's kind of how I do. I don't like to jump around from one to the other because you're always uh, having to break in new people and get to know new people and their quality of work. The guys I use have a very good quality of work, and I know which ones are going to do a good job on which which item. Uh, so don't worry about uh, always having to spend the rest of your career in real estate getting multiple bids on everything you do. Uh, get yourself a crew. Get to know them. The other thing is, don't try to do too much of this work yourself. It'll kill you. It's just too much to do. I found that out. I, uh, I figured that out the hard way. I mean, even though I, I knew how to do all these things, there just wasn't enough of me to go around to uh, keep up with all the work that needed to be done. I needed to hire people, and that's what I did. I hired people to do that work, people that do nothing but that and do it better than I do. Uh, and, and I'm pretty picky, okay, and um, uh, especially especially when it comes to certain things like paint and trim work, trim carpentry, that kind of thing. I'm very picky about that. But as picky as I am, I can't do it as good as these guys who do it every day. So it pays to hire somebody. Don't try to do it yourself. You'll come out way ahead by doing it that way. How is this problem? How is a problem an opportunity? And this is one of the things I just love about real estate. Uh, you have people out there who are looking for properties that are perfect, that are uh, ready to go, that have tenants in them. They don't need any work. You buy the property, uh, it's got a pretty low cap rate, pretty low return on the property, 7 or 8% or 6% or 5% even. And they just love that because they're getting more return than they would having their money in the bank. And these people don't know anything about construction anyway. So, uh, and then you've got people like me who go out and look for properties that need an up, so have an upside potential. Uh, now, if I were an apartment investor and I'm, I'm not, but if I were, uh, it's very easy to do with apartments. Uh, a lot of apartments desperately need renovations. And that's why a lot of the biggest money makers, if you go and listen to the 
Rich Dad Radio Show and the Ken McElroy Show, those two guys partner with each other on these apartment complexes, the big ones, like with 500 to 1,000 units. They'll buy these big, big apartment complexes that are in desperate need of renovation. They'll even tell you the worse off they are when they buy it, the better they like it because they can add more value to it. So the same is true with commercial properties of all sizes and types. If I go buy a single tenant office building, it's probably going to need some renovation. If it's an older one, if it was built in the 80s or the 90s or the 70s, I've even had one that was uh, had one that was built in the 60s. It was uh, well actually I had one that was built in the 40s. Uh, the one in the 40s and the one in the 60s, they both started off as houses. They were both turned into office buildings. And they both needed renovation. The one built in the '60s, that was my, uh, yeah, that was a that was a good one. That was a, a dentist office and took out all that dental plumbing, put in new floor covering, new paint, scraped the popcorn off the ceiling, put in all new light fixtures, put in all LED light fixtures, and it was a beautiful building when I was done with it. So, and we even painted the brick outside, which is not something I'm a huge fan of, but this was ugly old 1960s brick. And when we painted it, everybody thought we had new brick. The guy did such a good job painting that. Uh, big shout out to Abel Benavides in Odessa, Texas, because he he painted that brick and made it look beautiful. Increased the value of that property a lot, probably by uh, probably 30 or 40%. And that's a big property value increase just from renovations. Um, so you can do that with uh, properties like that, especially they're they're small, they're not very expensive to start with. And uh, you find something that is so outdated. This thing looked like it came from the 70s. And this office looked like it was, and it was, I guess, it was, you know, 1970s or 1980s dental office. And, uh, and this was just a few years ago that I bought it. It was the guy retired and I guess he never updated his, his decor in his office. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of ugly. So that's what you want to look for. Look for an ugly property, an ugly office, an ugly retail center, because you can do some miraculous things for not a lot of money. So those are just a couple of examples uh, renovations don't have to be difficult. They don't have to be uh, very intense. You can do simple things. Uh, paint. Uh, a big one is if you have a building with a popcorn ceiling, uh, you can get that scraped off. It's pretty easy to get rid of unless it's been painted. But even then, it's not that difficult. Uh, and then you just reshoot the texture over it. Uh, you can do some new trim work if you need to. Sometimes just changing out the old outdated looking doors, putting on putting on some new modern doors, interior doors can make a huge difference. Uh, even a new exterior door, new office door on the outside can be make it a beautiful building, make a huge difference. Uh, sometimes if it's um, uh, like the smaller office buildings, you can if it has a shingle roof, composite shingles, you can get a new roof put on for not much money. Um, so things like that, uh, floor covering, uh, here's a tip. I even went to, uh, 
uh, when I was remodeling this dentist office, I bought some floor covering from uh, Sam's of all places. Now, they had some really good laminate floor covering, and I bought all they had of this one color, and it was not enough to completely cover the entire building. So I went to a carpet store that I knew in town, and I knew that they had a lot of uh, uh, clearance stuff, things that were, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of it, and they, they uh, weren't getting any more in like that, and I bought up one color, I bought up enough to finish out the rest of the, the office. It was, and they were squares, carpet squares or rectangles actually. But you lay them in and you know glue them down, and and uh, it's very easy to put in. And bought enough extra to have leftovers in case something happened. Had a few leftovers of the laminate too, and made the most beautiful floor for just a small amount of money. It's amazing what you can do with just a few changes like that. And go to, uh, you can, you can go on, on, uh, online to websites that do uh, interior design. You can, there's the one, it's called, uh, it's called Houses, or I think that's how you say it. I don't know. It's H-O-U-Z-Z dot com. Uh, now, it's residential stuff, but you still get some good ideas on what's popular and what looks good. And you can get some ideas from that on how to, how to redo an office and even some retail space. Retail spaces are especially easy to redo. I mean, they're all open and big, and you just uh, you can paint, retexture the walls if you want to, and paint over it. Put new ceiling tiles in. New ceiling tiles aren't that expensive, and that is the one thing that property owners neglect. They'll neglect it for decades. They'll have roof leaks. They'll have air conditioner condensation drip on it, and you'll see stains all over these things, and they. They turn yellow anyway over time, and you can just pop those old ones out. And while you're at it, when you put uh, put the new ones in, put some insulation in up there if there's not any. And new ceiling tiles are not that expensive, and they're easy to put in. Anybody can put those in. You don't have to hire anyone to come put them in. You can, I would, but, I mean, you can. That's one thing you can do yourself. One very important thing that you can do in a renovation, it's one of my favorite things to do, is replace the old light fixtures. Uh, if you can take out the old fluorescent light fixtures and the old incandescent fixtures and replace them with LED fixtures, it can make a huge difference in the not only the way it looks, but in the appeal it will have to the tenant because the LED fixtures use a lot less electricity. Uh, they have the the uh, fluorescent fixtures use about thirty two times more electricity than an equivalent LED fixture. So if you have one of those old um, two foot by four foot uh, fluorescent light fixtures with four tubes in it, uh, you can replace that with an LED fixture the same size. Some of those come with tubes. Some of them are just light panels, which are really cool, especially if you like, uh, if you remember, uh, I remember an old Star Trek episode where they had a light panel and they made a big deal out of how that was in it, some advanced technology from an alien race. And now we have them. Uh, anyway, um, so you'll uh, cut down on the 
electricity use. Now, incandescent lights are even worse. I love incandescent light bulbs, though. I like the, the color of the light much better than LEDs or fluorescents, but they use a hundred times more electricity than an LED fixture of the same size. So you can imagine what that's going to do to your electric bill in a commercial space where the lights are on all the time. All the lights are on all day long. Can make a huge difference. They even have LED parking lot lights now. You can get the lights on the pole that come on when the, when it gets dark uh, to uh, illuminate the parking lot and uh, the parking areas and the cars and stuff. They even have those in LEDs. So you can imagine how huge that would be on your uh, your electric bill on the common area electric expenses. And that's a pretty easy thing to do, and you're probably going to have to get an electrician to do it, but it's not that costly. You shouldn't have to run new wire as long as, as, long as the wiring in the building is not just old and falling apart. Uh, it should be just fine to use the existing wiring in most cases. So think about that. Uh, the fixtures have gotten a lot cheaper than they used to be. You can buy them at uh, Lowe's and Home Depot, places like that. So uh, that's a, that's a, you know, you can do the same thing if you're into renovating houses I and mean, you can do the same thing in houses. I've done that in a house. It's, uh, uh, it can make a big difference. Uh, so things like that, they're all opportunities just waiting to be seized by an investor like you. You can make your property worth so much more and I love finding properties like that that need work. Don't ever walk away from a property because it needs work. Now, if it, uh, you know, if it's got a, if the building has a huge cracked foundation and, and the walls are falling down, you know, I mean, there's a limit. But in general, most things can be fixed, even a cracked foundation. Uh, if you go to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, probably 25% of the houses in that area have foundation issues. And it's going to be the same for small office buildings and retail centers. They're They're pretty much... It, it's a it's one of the things in that particular area that you have to get inspected is the foundation. Uh, other areas like West Texas, it's not a big deal. You don't have to worry about it all that much because the ground doesn't shift and there's not much moisture out there. And so you don't get cracked foundations like you do in North Texas. Um, so you take it, take that stuff into consideration. But in general, you don't have to worry about if a building needs repairs, you want that. You want a building that needs repairs. It's going to help you out immensely. You can add a lot of value to your property before you even put a tenant in it. And then once you put in a tenant and, you know, the, and I tell you, adding that value to the property, making it look nicer, is going to get you a tenant a lot quicker. The people selling it, if they, if you buy an empty building and it's been sitting empty for a while, they probably had trouble leasing it because it was ugly. People don't want to lease an ugly building. You know, they don't want to move into a, a broken down old building, but you do. You definitely want to buy the broken down old building and you want to make it look nice. And then you all have those tenants wanting to move into your building. They want to move into that property. And that's where the value comes from, is having the tenants in there. They're willing to pay for a beautiful property that you've, you've made. 
So that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, we are going to, in the coming couple of weeks, uh, trying to change things up here a bit, uh, doing more episodes. Uh, I'm pushing hard to get out one a day. I missed yesterday. Uh, I started this in the middle of last week, so we got three episodes out last week, three days in a row, and I'm going to get this one out today and hopefully three more by the end of the week. The idea is, when I was trying one episode a week, I was ended up doing about one episode a month. and It just kind of got away from me, and I'm having better luck doing it, planning on one a day, and at least getting out three or four a week. Uh, and so my plan then is for our next change is going to be to start shooting video of the podcast so that we can post it, also post it on YouTube so we'll have a, a place where you can comment, where you can ask questions, basically. It's, it's the only way right now that I can get this set up to where you can ask me, send me questions aside from giving you an email address. Uh, it would just be a lot easier if I put this on YouTube. And I might even go back and put the old episodes on without any video images, just with a, a slide, uh, which a lot of people do that. They'll just have a slide at their uh, podcast art on the slide and and they'll just have the audio file so i might do that for the older episodes so uh, look for that too you can uh, go in into those and make comments or ask sorry I keep saying comments go into the comment section and ask questions if you have anything you want to ask questions about so look for that in the next couple of weeks and i'll be sure and tell you the the uh, the channel name and everything so you can get to it and uh when the, when the time comes so anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and that's it for this week on Real Estate Revenue. Uh, sorry, that's it for today. Still haven't gotten used to that. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Real Estate Revenue. Thanks. Thanks.